All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a shout into the void. Happy 420, everybody. Hope you guys had a great 420. We got a lot of things to talk about, don't we? Yes, we do, guys. What's up, guys? What you guys doing? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Happy hump day slash 420. Yes, we are definitely celebrating, but we're also reflecting because just this time last year has been a lot that has changed. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this podcast because we're going to talk about a situation that has been unfolding on YouTube for many years uh, for the Umar Johnson fans out there. We're also going to talk about DJ Envy. Okay, so I want to know how you guys feel about faking orgasms. That's definitely something we need to talk about. <laughs> we also need to talk about Pooh Shiesty. Just for a brief minute, he officially was sentenced to 63 months in prison today. And he's only, I think, a year older than me. So I definitely want to touch on that. And then we have to talk about the WAC 100 and Hassan Campbell Nipsey Hustle situation. So we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yes, it is. It definitely is. It's been a lot of shenanigans today. Mm -hmm. A whole lot of shenanigans. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But hey, 420 always brings the crazy out of people. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yes, it does. And and also ASAP Rocky got arrested on 420. Can you imagine? I know, like damn 420. You know, of his high was blown as soon as he got off. <laughs> I know, like of all people too, right? It's yes. Crazy. So we are, we definitely got a lot of good information for y'all. Do you guys want to start with the icebreaker? I know that we usually start this show off with an icebreaker. We don't want to come on here super serious, especially not on 420, but do you have an icebreaker for us? Yes. Right. Yeah, so we are going to um, get into the whole, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of, it's called Am I the Asshole um, on Reddit. Um, it's like one of the hot topics um, under their thing. So I figured we can start out with an Am I the Asshole, where it's basically what it is, is that, you know, there's situations where you go through three, go through things with people. And you have to decide, you know, who's the asshole in the situation. Is it this person um, or is it, you know, the other person? And why do you guys think that they're the asshole? And then also um, people can also, you know, leave comments on who they think the asshole is in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, so okay. I do have one here. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Sorry. It's, it's loading. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, hold on. Make sure y'all light up something because that's I'm what I'm loading this. It's loading up now. All right, so here goes one. I thought it was very fitting since, you know, we're talking about people um, faking orgasms and things like that, you know, exposing husbands and wives and. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing people. So here goes one. Okay. Um, am I the asshole for kicking my girlfriend out after an argument? So this is the situation, and then you guys can give me what y'all think. So throw away people throw away since people know who my main name is. So adoption is a pretty common thing in my family. 
I probably have more adopted cousins than biological ones, though I can't say for sure since it really doesn't matter in my family. My 22-year-old male younger brother was adopted by my parents when he was seven. Our dads were close and he used to come around a lot. His parents split when he was about five due to his mom's drug problem, and she ended up in jail a few months later because of it. His dad then passed due to medical issues when he was seven, and my parents took him in because he would have gone into the system. So he has lived with us since I was about 14, and I do see him as my little brother, and we are family. His biological mom is still around but isn't allowed to see him. The problem comes in with my girlfriend. We have been together for two years, and we have met each other's families, and we have gotten in great with them. About a month ago, she came to me complaining about how her sister is adopting, saying it was cheating, especially since she doesn't have any fertility issues. I told her that it doesn't matter if the kid is adopted or not and that my brother is adopted. She didn't say anything else to me about it after that. However, she has stopped calling my brother my brother, and she just calls him by his name. Yesterday, she and her friend, who was also my friend and introduced us, was talking about was talking about she is so happy that my parents will be her in-laws. He agreed and said that my parents and my brother would make great in-laws. She then corrected him and told him that my brother wouldn't be her in-law since he's adopted. He had no idea how to respond and ended up telling me about it. This caused an argument between us with me saying my brother is my brother and her insisting that he isn't and that there is a difference. She told me to sleep somewhere else that night. I told her, no, this is my home too. And if she has the issue that she could sleep somewhere else, this caused her to scream at me, calling me manipulative and abusive before leaving to sleep at her parents. Her dad, who I really get along with, asked to speak with me and I've gotten some aggressive messages from other members of her family. I didn't think I was in the wrong but with so many people upset with me, I think I might be. I brought it up, so maybe I should have left. Am I the asshole? Hell no, he ain't the asshole. That's his brother, period. That's what she mean. That's his brother, bottom line. Like, she's out of line for saying that that's not his brother and that he's adopted and all this other stuff. People don't look at lines like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have real love in a family... It doesn't matter whether somebody's got something on paper or who biologically gave birth to that child. That's He looks at that person as his brother, period. She should have shown that respect. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why, you know, he would even think he would be the asshole in that situation. What y'all think? Um, well, I would say, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say for me, um, me coming from a family of being in the system and having some siblings who have been adopted out um, and also having what people would consider half siblings. Like, I don't know, we black, so we don't really do the whole half sibling thing. It's pretty much we siblings. <laughs> we right. all come from the same woman. Ain't no half here. Ain't no adopted. Ain't no none of that. Like we're brothers and sisters. So now nah, I agree. Like if he's saying like, this is my brother and this is his you know, this is the person that claims that she wants to marry him, then one, I don't think he's the asshole, but then two, he might want to be reconsidering if he wants to marry somebody who wouldn't even respect the people that he loves. That part. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, a lot of times, you know, you can date somebody for however many years, but until it's time to bring your family together with that person, then it's like, you don't really know how compatible your families are. So I think uh, he just may want to think about if he really wants to move forward with her. I don't think it's anything to break up over, but 
it could, you know, cause some issues in the future. So just would, take some time and think about it. I would definitely be thinking twice about being with somebody who would question my, like the lines of relationship between me and my family members, regardless well, of how. Adopted sibling. It's not like somebody that he's claiming as his sibling. This is somebody that is adopted into the family. Like that's his sister. That's his brother. Yeah. Yeah, like period. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. I mean, I don't know how she gets to come in. If she can make, if she can, if he allows her to come into the relationship two years in and start deciding who's family and who's not, like imagine what else she'll be doing later on in the relationship, you know? Uh-uh. Right. No. Like, it's not like me calling y'all like, oh, you guys are my brothers and sisters. No, because right. obviously like, we're not. not... <laughs> right. I can see right. that, but this is somebody this is adopted, that was adopted yeah. into the family. Like his father, like you said, I think the father passed away or some shit. And, yeah. And the mom, and like, the mom can't him. see him. Yeah. Like this yeah. kid don't even have family. And it's a little kid at that. Like it's not even like this is an adult. This is a child. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that person don't have much of a soul to even think like that, you know? Or maybe because I know you said there was something going on with them in the adoption too. So maybe they, they just have some kind of issues with that i don't know but either way it don't matter sweetheart because that's your boyfriend your boyfriend said that's his brother so who are you to come in here and decide like she'll be the type that'll be like oh no he eats he doesn't eat meat he's a vegetarian this nigga know he want a steak like <laughs> <laughs> she that type nope get rid of her honey see the door sweetheart mm -hmm. time to go yeah bye-bye See you next bye -bye. Bye -bye, baby. Right. Here. <laughs> we need a hammer on that one, Shaquille. We need the hammer on that. <laughs> yeah, go go get you a new one. You got you got until next 420 to come up with a better fiance. Yes. We are sitting <laughs> in this bitch too. <laughs> two years of counseling. Yeah, she get a new bitch. Two years. We are sentencing her. Yes, yeah, so. There, so that was our icebreaker. So now we're going to move on to a quick story I wanted to do about Pooh Shiesty. So maybe you guys aren't that familiar with him. Depends on what your age group is and what kind of music you listen to. But Pooh Shiesty is my guy. Like, Back in Blood was like my song. So I'm kind of hurt to report that he's been sentenced to five years in jail for his federal firearm conspiracy charge. So it is a total of 63 months. So if he behaves well, he may be able to get home in about two or three years. But somebody else was saying that five years is not bad for a federal firearm charge. That's actually good, I guess. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Well, explain this to me. What, what does this mean? Federal firearm conspiracy charge? Like, what does that like? What, yeah, what does is, that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. So a firearm federal conspiracy charge is essentially when somebody <clears throat> conspires to violate federal firearm statutes. So it's like lying on a federal form or something like that to purchase a firearm. So I'm assuming oh, what he did so is- so he probably lied he, on like his background check or something like that. Yeah, he applied for a loan that he knew he wasn't supposed to have. And so that's why they hit him with this five years in the slammer. So, so I can say that, I can say like five years here, like in Delaware, y'all know I'm in Delaware. Yeah. Five years is a minimum for like a bad a bad gun charge. If if you got a gun charge, you know you're facing five years. 
That's just what it is. So like most people here either just try not to get caught or they're registered. You see what I'm saying? Because you know you're going to face five years. And that's literally like first off the rip. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't know about this federal crime, whatever, but I know here in the state, if you get caught with a unregistered firearm and you're doing some crazy ish with it, you are definitely facing five years. Yeah, I was going to say, did he like do anything with the gun or he just lied on the application and they bagged him? Yeah, so there's several different cases that he's involved in. This particular case, I want to say he didn't shoot anybody in this case, but he has shot people before. Like, <laughs> just lied that is shot him. He went to jail for nothing except this. Like, out of all the niggas he shot, oh, really? He didn't go to jail for any of that. Okay, so wait a minute. They doing an OJ on him. So basically, he get, he going to jail for something that he really didn't do for shit that he did do. Okay, I got you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's Man, a that's damn thing. Time, well, I don't know. Like five years? I wouldn't last a goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, they said, considering what he could have got, he was actually facing up to eight years in jail. Oh, but his attorney said, you know, we worked something out with the government and they asked for no more than 63 months. So, yeah, this was a separate shooting that he went through last year from June 2021, where he shot somebody's bodyguard in the club, but he didn't get sentenced for that one yet. So we still got to wait and see what's going to happen with that other case. But for this case, I guess we the people are satisfied with five years. Wait, no, can wait, he get out for like good behavior or he can't even, or can he not even get out early? <laughs> right. Yeah, he can work, he can work off um, a few years with good behavior. Okay. So he'll probably do like, he'll probably do like two or three. Yep. Yeah, probably probably two or three years. Yeah, so it's not that bad. No, wait a minute, I got questions though. Before we before we judge, before we lay the hammer on this nigga, I got a couple questions. So he doing five years in for his federal firearm conspiracy charge, which means that he lied on an application for the firearm. Correct, right? So mm -hmm. he's trying to do the right damn thing. So I don't understand. Like if you going through the whole application process why not just tell the damn truth like what's going on here like, yeah because it's like you don't get caught until some shit goes down and the police start looking up gun numbers and you know bullets yeah. and, and serial yeah. numbers so so that's why he had to plead guilty he pled guilty to this so he didn't have to do more time oh i see oh okay. shit so he took a now, plea. okay yeah Okay, because I didn't understand. I thought he just went in there and lied on the application and now they locked this nigga up. Like, what's he, dummy? Like, no, it's multiple <laughs> crimes, but he only got one charge. So okay, so out. he basically... Oh, so if he okay. had to kept his nose clean, he wouldn't even be here right now. Exactly. I'm like, nigga, if he wasn't right. shooting other people and being hot in these streets, he probably wouldn't have got caught with this situation, but, you know. Yeah, well... But I mean, honestly, this is probably better than what he about to get for the gun for actually shooting at these niggas. He probably about the this is probably light compared to what he's about to get. And are they actually get ready to like? Are they get ready to charge him with these other these shootings and shit too? Like, <laughs> so that depends on the um the bodyguard. So the bodyguard did you know file civil charges, and so we got to wait and see what happens with that. But 
you know, you know how that shit go. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, oh well. I don't know what to tell them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie on your applications, people. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna send them fan mail while he in there? Shall come? We gonna send that nigga some um, tasty cakes. That's what we gonna send. Him. Some commissary. Yeah, he can get some ramen noodles, you know what I'm saying? That's what he <laughs> I'll get him one of them penitentiary shirts, you know what I mean? He can wear that. We can send him some merchandise, pick a side. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all. So, that's that's our judgment on Pooh Shiesty. Shout out to Pooh Shiesty's lawyer. If I ever get locked up, I'm definitely hiring that lawyer. Yeah. Um, so, I now let's talk about Black China. So, you guys haven't been paying attention. Yesterday, Tokyo Tony was given a play-by-play of how it went out in court. They kicked Black <laughs> China's mama out of court. They said she was acting crazy up in there. She was high as hell. And uh, Black China was actually starting to win this case by the first or second day. By the third day, um, Kim's attorney brought up the fact that Black China put a gun to Rob Kardashian's head. So what do y'all think about this? Black China says she was just playing. <laughs> yeah, I was screaming. I always so wonder what, what the. For me, I just feel like the Kardashians get involved with people, and then when they fall out with them, they feel like they got to go to court and take the kids and do all this extra added stuff, like as if it was okay to make these babies with them. And then now that you got the baby and now that y'all falling out, y'all think y'all y'all supposed to have custody and y'all like y'all the end all of every good parent. Like, stop it. Like y'all was in this F shit with them just as much as they was. Like, stop playing around. Rob Kardashian was running around with Black China getting high like she was allegedly. Okay. I mean, it was no different. Kim was running around with, with Kanye doing the F shit like he was. I'm not saying she was just as crazy you know but she was there all this time and now they want to take and fight them you know what i'm saying and take them to court like they're the best parents in the world like stop that shit stop it no black china's the one taking them to court oh black china's taking them yeah so what happened was is that rob and china had a show that they were about to do i think it was on what whatever platform that they were whatever platform um their, their normal show was on the e. Kardashian uh-huh. show. Yeah. E. And what happened was, is that the whole domestic violence thing popped off between Rob and China, you know, that whole right. thing, Rob mm-hmm. put the tape out or the pictures out, whatever. So what happened was, is that I guess the sisters and the mama went to E and was saying like, you know, black China was stupid. She was ghetto. She was an embarrassment. They wanted the show canceled. And so she's suing because she like, listen, y'all took money off my table. Like y'all canceled the show. We're not even going to talk about the stuff that Rob did to me. Personally, I think Rob's a fuck boy. That's just me. I do too. Um, I think he's a clown. He's always been a clown. I do believe he did put his hands on her. But in the same breath, I've I've recently just become a subscriber to... uh, Tokyo, whatever her name is, and the mama is off the chain. Yeah. Um, I do find it crazy, though, that Black China said that she put the rope around, or the belt around his neck and then put the gun to his head as a joke or she was just playing. Like, that's crazy and that's definitely not going to help her. But, I mean, I do... It's like I'm torn because when it comes to 
the Kardashians, I'm not really a fan of theirs, but I personally don't think that um, Black China is really a fit mom, especially after seeing the stuff that I see her do. But who am I to talk about anybody's parenting? But, I don't think she is either, but I don't think any of them are that fit as parents from any side, to be honest. No, they're all, they all been walling out. and Every last one of them, for the Kardashians to Ch Black China, to Kanye, every all the parents been acting a fool. Even the, even the grandparents act a fool. Come on. <laughs> I just wonder if they're going to bring up the fact that Kim Kardashian stole money from Brandy's, uh, stole all that money from Brandy and her family. Mm, see, which is why Ray J put that sex tape out on her as revenge. Exactly. That's why. That's what people see. People don't talk about, you know, her f shit. All the stuff that she's actually been in, you know, and that she's been involved with and stuff. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the stuff that the Kardashians do. But they always want to put, you know, like all the black ones up on on the um, forefront of on all their f shit. You know. But never what the Kardashians are actually involved with and what they're actually doing. Y'all so, think who, who y'all think gonna win? Well, I that's know. what I'm about to say. Like she was doing good before today. Like <laughs> so she, she might win. I mean, but then at the same time, you know, like because this shit is crazy. Like, we got two two issues. You put the iPhone cord around his neck and allegedly tried to choke him. She says, no. Nah, I wasn't really trying to choke him. I was just trying to get his attention. And then she says she knew the gun wasn't loaded and she was just playing. So with all of that being said, it's like they're going to paint her as crazy. They're going to paint her as violent and get yeah. on ratchet. You know, and her mama not cool. helping. Her mama's definitely not helping. She's been threatening them online. She's been blasting them online. She in the courtroom walling out. Well, no, they said her mama never even made it into the courtroom, right? Because Chris and them was scared. They said they were scared of her. Oh, she said she made it in, but they kicked her out. Like they kicked her out of there, yeah. Yeah, they kicked uh, her. You know, they got her the fuck up out of there. Um Tony has always been kind of like wild like that though. So I would be embarrassed though. Like if that was my mama acting like that, yeah. I could hold you. I would be highly embarrassed. Like I would but be super embarrassed if that was Black my China. I kind of hope she win though. Like I'm kind of torn just because I feel like Rob is such a fuck boy. But he do have their daughter the majority of the time. Like, and that was their agreement. That was something that they agreed to. So yeah. and it's not just Rob, it's her other children too. She don't have her other children as often either. So there's something clearly going on with her parenting and stuff like that. But I do like I'm torn. Like, cause I feel like the card the Kardashians ain't shit. And I think it's messed up how like they I feel like they use black people for their own agenda and yeah. then they throw them away when they're done with them. But then at the same time. I also am torn because it's like, well, if you and Rob really did split up, which they did, how was y'all going to have a show in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, you can't have a show without the couple. Exactly. Like, what was the show going to be about? If so, they broken up, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. But them calling her like stupid and all that. I'm like, well, she clearly ain't that stupid because she snagged one of you motherfuckers and you guys claim to be the smartest crayons in the box. So, <laughs> and she is a household name. Like Black that's China is a household name. name. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like they, they grab a household name, Black people. You know what I'm saying? And then I feel like they try to like exploit them as the worst, you know, as possible whenever they fall out with them. And I think that's just crazy. I really do. If people don't see that pattern by now, I don't know. 
don't know. But I'm they keep that. going to them though. They keep going to them, so they, they must like Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about ASAP now being locked up, locked up at LAX? <laughs> LAX, he's locked up. Poor baby, he all locked up. Yes, man. We got to talk about some teams, man. So ASAP Rocky been living his best life in Barbados uh, with Rihanna over the past week. So he left the country and came back this morning thinking it was all good. And uh, security said, hey, we got to call some people. We got to come down here. And he did not make it home. He didn't make it to his house. They also searched his house, too. I don't yeah, know why they that. searched his house. Apparently, they had a search warrant. Um, oh, you know why he got locked up, though, right? From the he got locked up because of the shooting. He got locked up from that shooting from last year. That's why they arrested him because uh, yeah. the guy. Where I was confused though is where the guy said that he believed that he his hand was grazed with a bullet. Well, it's like, well, were you grazed or not? Because how do you believe right. and not know? Like that's a whole bullet. But that's like, why he got no, locked up. He was raised, bro. <laughs> it was because of that shooting. But I feel like maybe they went to Barbados because they knew that this was about to happen. Maybe they were trying to get that one little last little vacay in together as a family before she gave birth, knowing that he about to be in jail for a minute. Right. Or, you know, yeah. Or they didn't, he didn't really expect to be locked up or for him to be apprehended today at all. He thought he was just going to sneak in real quick, do whatever, and then be out. Yeah, yep, exactly. That $500,000 bond wasn't no joke. Like, it wasn't planned with uh, ASAP today. I think we got some footage of them taking him in, I think. Let me see. Yeah, because Rihanna was with them. They said Riri was with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was there. You know she bailed her boo out. I mean, did he make bail yet, or we don't know yet? I was going to say, if he got bail, because, you know, lately. Yeah, he, he made bail. She's a billionaire. I was going to say, yeah, she a billionaire. That She's one of the wealthiest women right now. She's definitely a billionaire. She ain't let that man sit in prison. Her baby daddy. Well, well what I'm saying is if he has a bail, because like I said, they, oh, yeah. they lock people up with no bail right lately. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. He he had a $500,000 bond. Oh, yeah, she got him out. Yeah, she got him yeah, out. That's a lot of money. She ain't gonna let her baby daddy sitting in there. But he got his own money too, though, don't he? Ain't he? Ain't he pretty wealthy too himself? Yeah, he's, yeah, he got, he got a good meal. Yeah, he's not broke, but she she got more money than him. Her money more long, right? Yeah. Let's watch this. Let me see. That's at his crib? Yeah, this is his house. They trying to get through his gate. Yeah, they broke in with the um with the battering thing. They they bust that down. Damn. And they came out, they said they came out with like um evidence boxes. Like they had a big ass evidence box, but they ain't revealed what was in it yet. And that's crazy that they really trying to hem this man up. They about to put this man, they trying to put this man away. Well, yeah, ain't he the one that, um, oh no, he's not the one. He shot the guy three times or something like that, and I guess... The guy's like, I I believe he grazed me. And so now they try to put this man away, away. 
That's crazy. Who this pretty little light skinned broad? Look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Her her millions. So yeah, man. Do y'all think Rihanna is stressed out right now? We know Rihanna about that is baby any day now. And <laughs> This I nigga mean, getting locked yeah, up. So. She is. Think about it. They just got done dealing with the whole fake scandal with the shoe designer where they were saying that ASAP was cheating. And then now her honey getting locked up and she's in her third trimester. So she's definitely about to drop. Yeah, ain't he the one that uh Trump had uh gave the uh the pardon to a couple years ago? Who you talking about? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, because he was locked up in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, he was locked up over there, and Trump, right before he left office, Trump was was tossing out all type of different pardons to people, and yeah. he was one. Of them. Yeah. Well, and he, yeah. but ASAP was also the one that said that he ain't give a shit about the whole George Floyd thing and the whole Black Lives Matter thing because it wasn't our problem. Yeah. He was definitely one of the main ones. He said that he was a different type of black. <laughs> I was like, what does well, that well, even let's mean? See, let's see how that work out now while he a different type of black person. Yeah, he thought, especially now that he with Rihanna, he probably still think he a different type of black. But he definitely even if you, you <laughs> date Rihanna, my nigga, you can get taken off that private jet. You, we can go through your house. We can take stuff from your house. You have no rights. So... <laughs> You know, it's crazy. So I also wanted to touch on this. So is this, this, this is not the same video that you sent me, but um, you have a longer video, right? Of the kid? Yeah. I don't have the video. Yeah, I sent you the, um, my bad, I didn't realize I was on mute. I sent you the, um, the actual, because this is just them showing the clip. This is what made me go find the actual video. But you should play this one and then play the real video so people can actually see what really went down. Because looking at this, it does look like the police was walling. And then when you watch the whole video, it's like, well, I don't know. You play it and then we can say. All right, let's take a look at this. This is going viral right now. Syracuse, Syracuse police under fire for placing an eight-year-old boy in a patrol car for allegedly stealing a bag of Doritos. Hey, you look like a baby to me. Why you, why you? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. You I just see you snatch him up off the... So what? So what's going on then? Stealing stuff. If he breaks into your house, he steals something. Nah, man. He's got a bag of chips. So y'all treat me like an old, cold-blooded fucking killer? Keep walking. Dude, you don't even know your Keep walking. I knew that. I know what I just came up and see. I know the fuck I just came up and see. Okay, what'd you see? I see y'all snatching him off the back like you're a fucking grown-ass man. Your and he said it wasn't him. What is y'all doing? What is y'all talking about? That's against, that's against the law. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Take the fucking chip. And you stole some chips. I'll pay for I'll pay for You don't even know where he lives. Y'all just throwing him in the fucking car. That's what they do. They come here. What is y'all doing? Leave him alone. That's all we can do. He a kid. What is y'all doing? Yeah, it's on it's on loop right now. So what's what's going on there? Stealing stuff. It does look like 
All right. So it was sus from right there, but if you watch the yeah. whole thing, it gives you more context to what okay. really went down. Because I mean, I really actually, this is something I really, really wanted to talk about. And I think we should go more in depth outside of tonight on this because this whole situation was a problem and not just from the police's standpoint. And I don't really, I don't believe in defunding the police, but I don't believe because defunding the police, in my opinion, is just, it doesn't make sense. But they do need a lot more training and stuff. But right. in this situation, after I watched the whole actual video, I had a lot to say. <laughs> okay. Well, let's watch that and let's see. Yeah, I, I don't have the link for that. Like the link you sent me, I clicked on it, but it doesn't take me it, anywhere. It doesn't let you download it. It should take no. you, it should, it should let you download it. Um let me see. Am I able to share my screen? Yeah, you can. Hold on. Let me see if I can share my screen. Let me see if I can download it onto my laptop real quick while you're doing this. But I just thought it, because, like, I watched the whole thing. And after watching the whole thing, I just felt like, like, I under, I, like, I appreciated the fact that this Black man was willing to stand up for the youth in his community. But I felt like he was going about it the wrong way, like, they took the little boy home, first of all. They, the, the mayor said that they had had multiple run-ins with this child, that this child was, like, not... It wasn't like this was the first time that the little boy had done, you know, had stolen. And then, two, he had been very problematic um, dealing with a, a gang type of behavior. And then, three, they did take him to the father. And the father wasn't out here hooping and hollering and, you know, causing a big scene he was just like, you know, they brought him home. He was unharmed. He had been stealing. And that's that. And I just felt like after watching the whole thing, they didn't manhandle him the way they, like, granted, sure, were they a little bit aggressive with him? Sure. But was it to the point to where this man needed to be causing a scene to where instead of the boy just being traumatized because he had been arrested, he could have possibly been traumatized because there could have been a shooting where the cops could have found this man who was yelling and screaming at them, calling them all types of pigs, calling them, you know, names and stuff. They could have shot this man. And I then mean, this kid has to deal with more trauma. Here's, I hear what you're saying, but I, I got to give a little bit of pushback on that. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I have seen where... The cops have been extremely aggressive with the person until they know they're on camera. And once they know they're on camera, they change their their the way that they change their entire uh, stance towards the pe towards the people that are, uh, you know, that they're arresting, quote unquote. Or mm -hmm. even sometimes I've seen them let people go. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a very fine line with this because. Who are we going to, who, what really needs to be fixed here? Because if, if we're talking about the child, you know, being traumatized one way or the other, neither one of those would be right. You understand what I'm saying? So ultimately, like maybe he needs oh, to on, be let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. Ultimately, the cop would be still the problem in that situation. Because if they shot this man who was just simply reacting to what anybody would react to. Do you see what I'm saying? Like we didn't know, the, forget what the mayor is saying, because the mayor stands up for the cops all the time. 
mayors lie. They say all kinds of stuff in 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 respect for what a a police officer. You understand what I'm saying? So just because the mayor said that doesn't mean that's really true. Like I have a problem with that. Well, the father did too, though. The father did too. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe that part of it, I don't know. And, and who knows, maybe the father is not fully aware either. You see what I'm saying? Like maybe people, you know, this child could be a problematic child. I'm not saying that we're give, we should give excuses for the child, but we do have to look at the fact that there are aggressive cops out here and we don't know which one is which. And it's not up to us to be like, well, I need to be as calm as possible so the cops don't shoot me. No, the cops need to be trained better so they're not shooting people. You see what I'm saying? Like, so we're not reacting and we're not reactive to them because we can't help but be reactive to them if you've seen enough cops murder people. And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen a guy here in Delaware that was shot in a wheelchair. He didn't even have a, a firearm on, on him. And four cops opened fire on this nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy stuff that I've seen that the police are actually responsible for that we, we're we now like over-vigilant sometimes or super-vigilant when it comes to cops because we don't know what they're going to do. We really don't. So I don't know if we should be concerned about, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I think you're right that, you know, yes, he should not have gotten so hyper because now we might have another black man shot. But that's the problem right there. We keep having black men shot because these cops don't know how to treat us in our streets. They come into our communities and they don't even, they're not even from our community. They live like 50 miles away, 30, 40 miles away, somewhere in the suburbs, and they come to the city as cops and they deal with our people and they're afraid of our people. And they're shooting us because they're afraid of us. So well, that's, that's the thing, up. and I and I agree with you there. Like, and and it's not to, and that's what I was saying. Like, it for me, it's not really about whether or not the cop the cops were right or wrong for arresting the kid, because I feel like, in a sense, like when I when I watched the whole video, and I saw how they and they they were filming him getting pulled off the bike and everything. So like we, you know, you could see everything from the beginning. And hopefully, we get to talk about this again, and we can actually show. The actual video, because the actual video is like five minutes long. So you could see the neighborhood that they're in. They're clearly in the hood. Like, I mean, trash littered in the street, like pure poverty is where they are, is like literally where they are. And I guess what bothered me the most was it was like, well, it was just a bag of chips. It was just a bag of chips. I'll pay for it if it's all like that. And for me, it was just like, well, this kid's never going to learn if it's all, if he's going to be, it's like, sure was maybe arresting him a bit much but then again was it because maybe him being arrested like that and being traumatized is enough for him to be like you know what maybe i shouldn't do this again but for people to make excuses like it's just a bag of chips it's like okay sure it is just a bag of chips but that just that bag of chips could have him locked up 
Because like the guy said, you know, he's 10 years old. He has to abide by the law. You know, once they hit a certain age, the law does matter. And it's like something I have to instill in my son. Like my son is 10 years old and he's a little brown chocolate little boy. And I have to always tell him like, you know, boundaries matter. Like, you know, don't cross boundaries. Don't steal. Don't do this because shit like this can happen. You will get thrown into the back of a cop car. And so for me, it's like, I just feel like the wrong message is being sent to the child. Like the child is being given an excuse of he's just a kid. It's just a bag of chips. We all stole a bag of chips when we were young. And it's like, sure, may we have all done that? Sure. But is it right? No. And is it okay to excuse his behavior and not let him see what could happen to him if he were to continue down this path? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and the father said it wasn't the first time that the kid had been brought home by the cops. Like, the, the dad said it. Like, this isn't the first time. Like, you know. I, I mean, I agree with that. It's just I, that part of it, I see. I, I totally see that part of it. Like, the child should not, we can't just excuse his behavior. I, I get that part. But I also get the reactive behavior to the cops. Right. Okay? Because this is what black men and black women face. Bottom line, we we are, we do not know what this cop is going to do. We just don't know because we've seen enough of our people mowed down for fucking Doritos, for, for, you understand what I'm saying? For iced tea, for shit like that. Like we've seen this over and over again. When you have seen enough of, of trauma, enough times over and over again, eventually you re, you become reactive to that situation. You understand what I'm saying? Like it is a fine line between how we are reacting to the cops and therefore the cops therefore have a, they have an actual obligation to that because they know this. They know that we have watched them murder our people over very innocent things. We have watched this happen. We have watched children be murdered by the cops. Tamir Rice is a prime example. So I understand and I get the point of that, but this is two-sided. It has to be two-sided. Right, and it is, it is. And that's what I'm saying, like it's not, and it's definitely not, and that's why I said it the way I said it when I came in, as far as like, I get from the police stand of, you know, because just from what they were saying in the whole video, like they were saying basically what I'm saying, like y'all teaching him the wrong thing, like, you know, and they said it, we're not taking him to jail, we're taking him home. And the guy's like, you don't even know who his parents are, da, 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 da. but they did, they took the little boy straight again, to his house, but you know, again, and so it was reactive. like, this is no, all and I know. because we have seen, like, I have seen cops pick up a guy, take him around the corner, whoop his ass, and then throw him out on the street. This is what cops right. do. So it's right. not like we're it's not like this man was being overreactive to something like as if we have not seen this a million times play out before our eyes. You understand what I'm saying? And how we're tired now and now people are becoming more aggressive to the cops. So I have I know police myself and they even say they have an obligation to show that they are not being aggressive in a situation unless it's necessary. So right. in this situation, maybe these cops may have been overly aggressive with this child. And again, we don't know what happened before that camera flipped on. Right. We don't know what those cops were talking, what they were saying before that camera flipped on. I have seen them 
immediately switch their whole demeanor as soon as they know they're on camera. I have watched them go from calling people niggers and all type of shit to immediately becoming the sweetest, kindest person. And you're laughing on the video because you can't believe they were just calling. You understand what I'm saying? So right. this is a real, this is a real conversation. Cops must take responsibility in understanding not only, yes, they are facing dangers. They, they have to teach the children, but there is a fine line as a cop because you know what well, some I just of feel like the community are. should be, but the community, because the way this man was caping for this kid, which again, I don't think that he was wrong for that. I do think that it was admirable that he stood up for a kid that wasn't his. But instead of him, you know, why well, I know this kid and did it. So then why aren't you teaching him right from wrong? Why aren't you putting him in a position to be winning? Why is he even, if you because know him not. and you, and because he clearly wasn't, he was making excuses for him. He was like, it's just a bag of chips. And that's what bugged me. It was like, him it, saying it, this. it was listen. just like, for me, let, it was let, just more or less let me, like, let me say this. Let me, I'm not trying to cut you off, but let me just say this real quick. I want you to think about George Floyd for a second. Okay. How what he had in his hands was like a bag of chips or something. Okay. And they thought he had stole something from this store. Okay. The woman thought he had stole something. That's how the cops got called in the first place. Okay. So the cops got there. He come to find out, even if he had stolen something, did it require this man dying? Okay. Now, I know your answer to that is probably going to say absolutely not. Now, what we did is we witnessed a man on top of other men and other women for years now, for centuries, be murdered by the cops over silly, simple stuff. Eventually, you become reactive to the things that you see, to the trauma that you continue to experience. Okay? Right. So, yes, was he... I, I, I'm looking at this as a much bigger picture than he was just standing up for this child and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't really trying to, he wasn't teaching the child better. He was trying to save that child's life in his mind. In his head, he was trying to save that child from being another fucking t-shirt, another victim. Because in our minds, when we see the cops and they become aggressive, the first thing I think is they're going to kill somebody. That's fact. Right. No, that's true. That's very true. And even like when I see, like I'm even now when I'm driving, I see cops surrounding a car. You think I won't stop and start recording? You damn right I'm going to. And most people around me do. And that's bringing me to tears because I can't believe that this is the state of our people. But this is facts. This is what we experience. So there's two sides to this. It has to be two sides. We have to see this from both sides. Like, I understand that we have to teach our children. We got to be there for our youth. And thank God that the father is in the child's life. You understand? And that he recognizes and that this child is going to have some hope. But think about if those cameras didn't turn on, if that man wasn't there yelling and screaming. What if they took that child and did do something to that kid? What if they were finally sick of him? This is stuff we we have to face this because this is what our sons really face. And that's facts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is definitely a, a small glimpse into what we go through 
on a whole as black men. But, you know, I, I like both of y'all takes on this. I do. I like both of y'all uh, opinions on this. Yeah. So. I just I wish mean, that we would empower our youth more. Like, and I get what you're saying, because this is, cause what you're saying is very true. I just wish that instead of instead of just hearing so many excuses being made, it was more of a like, okay, I get it. Yes, it was just a bag of chips. Yes, it was something that was so minor. But I just feel like all I'm these people his in his community were gonna just, kill them. No, and I agree with that, but I'm saying like also though, like if he's going to be advocating, it's like also advocate for these kids in the right way is all I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do this, put these kids in a position to where they don't have to be. If they are getting picked up by the cops, it's not because they did something. You get what I mean? Let it be because they were just black and that's why they got picked up. Not because they were actually caught. And like, I always try to tell my son, like, if like you're a little black boy and as you get older, the cops are going to fuck with you for no reason. They're going to fuck with you literally just because your skin is chocolate. That is a fact, but don't ever give them a reason to fuck with you. If they do fuck with you, let it be that they're fucking with you because they're racist or because they hate the skin that you're in, not because you gave them an actual reason. You right, know what I, I mean? Agree. Like, And that's all I'm saying. It's like, when well, do I'm, we start empowering our youth? Like, let's well, teach them the right way so that way when shit like this do pop off, we don't have to go through the whole, well... They, you know, we don't have to sit and listen to a, this young black man. Like, say, for instance, they did kill him. I would rather it be that they had just picked him up and just killed him just because, but not because. Then you see they the news where he stole from, he was stealing from yeah. here. So now it's justified. You get, that's basically yeah, what I'm saying. I get, like, I get stop what giving them justification for this shit. Like, it, that's just where I was frustrated because it was just so many people just like, well, he, it was just this. And it's like, yes, it was just a bag of chips. But, but, but you gotta take we gave the full him a context reason. Of, but you gotta take the full context because we don't know outside of that video whether these people are doing that or not. You see what I'm trying to say? All we know is what we saw in the video. Okay, so in the video, I feel like this man was being reactive to how police treat our black boys, how police treat our black men. I feel like he was being reactive to that. So he was afraid that they were going to harm him. And so that he just kept repeating, it's only a bag of chips as saying this boy's life is more important than a bag of chips. And that was what he was trying to say. And I get the part of, you know, oh yeah, we need to empower our youth, but who's to say that he's not one of those people in the community that's actually doing that. You see what I mean? But right now, at this particular moment, he was trying to save that boy's life. That's how I looked at that. Yeah, I, I see. We need to watch this whole video. So next time, yeah. were you able to actually pull it up, breaking the culture? Or do you want to say that for another day? Um, no, I wasn't, I was trying to download it, but I wasn't able to download it. I'm on a different device. So no, we can actually go more in depth. I'll resend a link to you okay. or maybe when we go live tomorrow, we can actually play the full clip. Yes, but yeah. again, it doesn't justify them doing what they did at all. And it's not to say that the guy was wrong. I do wish he had handled it a lot differently, which I, I also get that it was also for him more urgency. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it was and like I an think urgency that's a, thing. That's the conversation that we need to have as a community because are we reactive? Are we have we become so hardened to the cops and to the the pain that has been caused from the deaths of the people in our in our community at the hands of the cops? Have we become so hardened to them that now we just are reactive every time we see a cop? Now we think they're going to kill us or they're going to do something wrong. And that's a problem. We need to start looking into that because she's right. Like it now are we so creating a problem. Right. It could have just been worse. It could have been, it went from just a kid still in the bag of chips and being traumatized for that to this kid now has to witness a black this man being gunned down in the street because instead of him actually trying to have an intellectual conversation with the cop because the cops actually weren't being aggressive with the guy like i mean granted they were all hot and you know hot and heated but i was actually surprised that it played out i'm just saying i was just surprised that it played out the way that it did like this was at least i won't say decent set of cops because i don't really know but i'll say at least they weren't reactive to his reaction and shot him you get what i'm saying well that's because in front of the child how would they have behaved out off camera? We don't, we don't right. know. Right. But that's why I'm just glad that it, it be, it, I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. The kid got home safely and stuff. But, you know, from what the father has said, this wasn't the first time, but clearly the father also isn't doing what he needs to do because if he was, this kid wouldn't have been out stealing bags of chips. His kid would have been doing sports I don't know, or doing like, whatever he should have been doing. He's 10 years old. His dad should know where he's at at 10. My kids ain't allowed to leave the house that. by themselves at 10. And these kids are literally, if you see the full video, you can see where they are. Like, I mean, yeah. it, I, it looked like they was like downtown Chicago. Like, it was a bad yeah. area. And it's like, this wasn't like a 16 or 17-year-old kid either. Right. This is a 10-year-old. Yeah, year like, so it's, it's a, a bigger conversation. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is a yeah. bigger conversation than just this just, kid stole a bag of chips. Like this right. is a way bigger conversation. Because one, why is there a ten-year-old even in a position to being by himself and stealing bags of chips? Bags of chips, right? And and they're able to just reach to the father, get home, and the dad's at oh, home. Okay, exactly. Well, yeah, that's the issue. Because yeah, at that's, ten, that's my kids cool. not walking around nowhere. The way that they snatching up little black kids and stealing our organs no, and stuff if like I that. If I blame anybody, it would be the father. Exactly. But the way that this guy reacted to this. I have to give him props because honestly, I have reacted to the cops aggressively because of their behavior. You understand what I'm saying? And and then when I flip my camera on or when other people around, we start flipping cameras on, I've seen right. the cops go from, listen, bitch, listen, you little nigga, to, and to, to immediately, ma'am, listen, ma'am, if you right. guys were kind like literally from one from no and i believe that i believe i mean hell i live in new york so you know what i mean i yeah of course like i believe it but yeah Yeah. like i mean hell just the george floyd riots when we would go down there and marching and like i'll never forget we took my son on one of the marches and he was nine at the time it was just last year he's nine and he said hi to it was like a whole baton of cops and he said hi to them and they looked at him and just looked like they didn't say hi back to him and he's a little kid and he likes cops he you know we have cops in our family his father's in the military so you know he he likes and he respects cops and military so he doesn't look at them the way that we do yet because he's still a little kid. So he's like yeah. saying hi to the cops, like, hi. He's not really understanding the gravity of what we're marching for. You know, he's still trying to comprehend. So he's saying hi to them and they just ignored him. 
Like they just looked yeah. right through them. So it's like, I know that they're, I'm not saying that they, and obviously we know that, you know, they can be completely out of line, but I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like in this situation with this kid yeah. being so young, like he's 10, like how are you even in a situation to where you're being arrested at 10 years old by the cops? Like, what are you doing? I, I got to blame. I got to look at the mom and the father. Like, yeah. We're, right. You can't blame the 10 year old. The 10 year old don't even know how to brush his teeth without being asked. Right. <laughs> what do you think about it, though, Shaquem? Yeah, I feel like uh, I agree with what both of y'all are saying. Um, I, I look at it from a perspective of what if the camera wasn't there? So I feel like this situation might be happening more aggressively off camera, but I am glad that somebody did step in and record and, you know, show what really happened to this child. So, you know, it could have turned out a lot worse, but at least somebody was there to record the cops. I'm happy about that. No, and I agree. I, think, I agree. Um, you know, like I you agree said, with that. I think, and I think that that is a very important conversation that, you know, we, we really should be having, even with local law enforcement, you know what I mean? With other people, if you know cops and if you're able to talk with police and stuff like that, have those conversations with them about, you know, uh, you know how we can start interacting with each other better and, and repair some of these relationships with cops. But I know that they also have an obligation within the police force to change some of these rules um, to take away some of this immunity that cops have. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of conversations that really need to be had. Um, and we need to be talking with our local senators and, you know, and, and, and everybody, cause it's going to take everybody to get involved so that we can really repair these relationships we got with the cops. Cause right now the relationship that the cops have with our community is really fucking frayed. Well, it's because the cops were never for us. They were not, the, the police force was never put in place to protect us to begin with. Exactly. That's just what it allegedly ended up turning into. But that's, the cops come from the Klan. They, exactly. The cops was put in place to hunt us down. That's what the cops was for. It wasn't exactly. to help us. So, of course, there's going to always be that strain. You know what I mean? I don't think that there's ever going to be a way to really bridge that gap because of what they were founded on. Well, um, I do think that we definitely need to look more into police in our own communities and putting leadership mm -hmm. in our communities to, like you said, there should be more leaders in the community because uh, that used to be the case. That used to be where the old heads used to have a conversation with these little kids and these yep. young kids and they couldn't get away with shit. You understand what I'm saying? So if you got caught stealing out the store, you was more afraid of what, your neighbors or you know or somebody was going to say than what your mom was going to say or whatever you was more concerned about them because you knew that they were going to let your mom know and they was going to whoop your ass before you even got home like you yeah. know what i'm saying so you it was real leadership in the community and people really took ownership of the children around them and they you know they made sure that their kids were were straight but nowadays, people are afraid to do that because parents want to snap on you if you say something to their kid or something like that. It's just always something. So anyway, 
I see you got DJ Envy's uh, non-given orgasm ass on the screen. <laughs> yeah, so Healing we definitely got to talk about DJ Envy and Gia Casey. They did a video talking about their new book, Real Life, Real Love, and they talked about some things. They talked about, hey, if you want to make it 10 years in a marriage, you might have to face some orgasms. So we're going to play a little bit of this, and then we're going to come back. Like, like you, want you want to reward, to reward that, that man for that, for that work, work. And, the and the only reward that you have to offer is an orgasm. But even if, but I, even didn't if I didn't feel it, feel it I, would I would still be performative. performative. So, so I was faking it. You got into like an argument, and then she was like, Well, you know, I don't be having an orgasm. She was saying that she speaks way more eloquent than I would And I was like, What? She was like, I don't know. I'm like, No, I hear it. situation uh with him thinking he was daddy long leg and with her acting like she was was really feeling it when she wasn't i mean 10 years is a long time to fake orgasms like man he knew i don't care what nobody say he yeah he knew first of all she'd been demasculating him for a long time they had been on this reality show one time and she was walking him around on a leash and all kinds of crazy shit. Like DJ Envy, I don't know what, I don't know. He knew that she wasn't get. She he knew, cause ain't no way, ain't no way. Yeah, Ten years, that's a long time. Either his, either she got a big wide or he got a little little. But do y'all <laughs> think? Do y'all think that well, he knew, like? It? Which one is it? Do y'all think that he knew she was gonna say that? Yeah, because I mean, it's, they talk about it in their books. So, you know, I'm assuming they're just talking about like stuff they've already written about. So maybe. Yeah. Like, like she don't got no shame. She just willing to just put her husband out there, just put all that man business out there. She always has, though. Like she used to talk about, because he used to cheat on her a lot and all this stuff. And so to make him stop cheating, she started walking him around on this leash. Girl, it was crazy. Wait, what? Yeah, girl, it was crazy. <laughs> what you mean she was? Hold on, you ain't just gonna slide that in there. He had a whole leash on this nigga neck, and she was walking him around on this leash and stuff. So they into some kink and stuff. So they be doing that BDSM stuff then. On I the guess. I guess. Yeah, so maybe know, he into humiliation. You know, DJ Envy was caught asking girls to put, you know, the D words. I'm not gonna say it. You know, so he's been caught in the Snapchat DMs. You know, it's just kind of embarrassing at this point. You know. 
But uh, hey, are you, you talking like about it? the Eads? I'll say the Eads. Yeah, I'm not surprised because him and Charlemagne, they always be saying like little, little side flirtatious shit to each other and stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I remember when Charlemagne. I remember when Charlemagne got a mold of BJ NBC, like the cushions where his ass sits. Well, and, he gave it, and he gave it to him for his birthday. Yeah, they, they be doing like they be doing like weird shit like that. Yeah, weird. that was so but I just don't there. see me cheating. I'm not cheating. I just don't see me faking an orgasm for 10 years, like pretending to like it. Like for 10 that's like why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just why tell would you him? put yourself through that? Yeah, like yeah. I would just teach you how to satisfy me before I gotta go through that. Why do you think she did it though? Like, why do you think that she like felt Maybe like she did somebody else? <laughs> so like, why do y'all you... think she out here in these streets getting some too, or is she this? You of know... course, if she been making orgasms for ten years, if there's she... no way she did not go. She faked the orgasm with him for ten years, but there ain't no way she didn't go ten years with no orgasm. There ain't no way. She no, I agree. She definitely was getting. <laughs> she was definitely getting. She might be a really problem. good actress. You never know. No, she was. She was fucking somebody else. That's somebody yeah. else. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I could have like, and I don't know if this is just like the W H O R E in me, but <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's just no way. Like, no. Like, if me and my dude right now, like, he literally is, like, one of the best men I have ever come across in my entire life. Like, from everything, from spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, stepdaddy-wise, co-parenting with the baby daddy and they get along. You know what I mean? Like, he's perfect. But if the sex was whack, it was I really... would... It yeah. would just be, that's probably why I had nothing but ain't shit ass dudes my whole life. Because literally, the shittier the person is, the better the sex is. And, it's just <laughs> and that's probably why I have been subjecting myself to pure trauma for all these years. Because I am shallow when it comes to sex. Like, if the sex chemistry is off, I'm sorry. I'm going to cheat or... I don't know. Something just went at Well, up. keep in mind, she is 43. So, you know... How old is he? I've heard, I think he's like same age as her. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like somewhere in his 40s. But yeah, she's um, 43. So her sex drive might not be as high as his is, you know? That's a damn lie. I'm 43. What you mean? What does that mean? Let him see, Craig. Hit the gavel. Where the gavel yeah, was? Hit Let the gavel go. on that one. Shit. <laughs> she said, lie on her sex drive again. Lie on my motherfucking sex drive again. But no, so you think that because she's older that her libido may not be as high? No, I would that's say that, not I mean, that high. Trust me, when you get after a certain age, you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I, and that's the thing. I heard the opposite. I heard that like you go into your sex prime when you're like in your 40s. They in say your, your 40s, 40s is yeah. when, it, when it really pop off because I'm that's waiting. When you be like, that's why I'm like, girl, you motherfucking lying. I know damn well she didn't go 10 years. <laughs> mm. So, were they yeah. married for 10 years or have they been together for 10 years? Or were they together like mad long before they got married? That's a good question. I know they've been married since 2001. So they've been together like 20, it'll be 21 years soon. 
So she's been faking orgasms for 20 for 20 something years. So half, so half of the marriage, just say 50% of the time. That's a girl. But they do say that when you get married and you have kids and stuff, they say, but I don't know. Cause see, I'm engaged with kids. We ain't got married yet, but I don't really see what the difference is gonna change. I mean, we live together and things, and I make it I make it my business to not let my sex drive or my sex life go to shit. I refuse to let these kids make my sex life go to shit. Right. I refuse <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Like, why right. do you know? So I just think it's messed up because then she's also like, I don't know. I just feel like he had to know them, but then he also sounds like a selfish sex partner, because if he was really a good sex partner, he would have known that he wasn't getting her off. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't understand how he did, how he went 10 years. Yeah, like, at some Without point, knowing. he should have been able to catch that he was, like, that she was faking at some point. Because she would have had to been, like, there's no way that she was just over extra performing, and she wasn't getting nothing out the deal. So, Eventually, she her was the laying Oscar. there just like, yo... Right, give her the Oscar at this point because it's not away with Oscar 10 back. years. Yeah. yeah, and you need to be slapped for real. But that means that he wasn't <laughs> about really trying to please her either because, but she was, I don't know, she did it to herself though. Because I'm telling you, if Girl, he ain't teasing years. me, I'm going to tell you. I'm be like, listen, baby, this just ain't what it is. And you ain't even going to go 10 months doing that wrong, baby. Girl, yeah. I'm not going the first time. You're not going <laughs> 10 days. Go <laughs> I just don't see myself putting and having sex is a lot of work. Like it's not it no lightweight like, work. It's a lot of work. You're you not get about undressed. to put a work into this and all this performing into this, and I ain't getting nothing out the deal. You got me fucked. So what do you think wow. she stayed then? Because so that means he must really got bank or something, or he providing something because nobody's oh, yeah. just staying what, in yeah. there. Yeah, he he got he got money. Like he ain't no broke nigga. But. But she got money too, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, what what would make her stay? Like, what is it that's making her stay? Not stay. I guess she loved his ass. Well, I don't mean stay. I won't say stay. That's the wrong way to put it. I mean it as far as what would make you not be comfortable to tell him. Like, you thought he was gonna leave and you was gonna become destitute. Like, what? Yeah, I don't understand to not say something. I think think it talked about their connection because if you don't want to hurt his ego, right? then it's like you're not being honest with him. So it's like they have dishonesty issues. Like, you know, he cheats on her every three to four business days anyway. So I feel like <laughs> she probably was just like playing her role. And she just had another baby. So she she probably like, shit, you got money. I'm I'm take care of these kids. And I'ma still probably fuck somebody on the side just like you fucking somebody on the side. So I ain't even right. gonna say anything, it could be know? like a contractual yeah. marriage type, John. Yeah, because yeah. them is real big in the um celebrity world where they'll have like the contract. I mean, even in the military lifetime, a lot in life, a lot of them women they are in like contractual situations where they could do what they do, you do what you do, just make sure you don't mess up the church's money. Word. They said, "What in the red table talk is going on?" Already <laughs> have a moment right now. Period. <laughs> It's there a willing. They trying to do. They trying to step into that willing data wing, and, and you know, I mean, hey, that's what you got to do. I hope the book sells. Am I gonna buy it? No, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy the book. Unfortunately, not interested. Not interested. But not interested. If you, you know, I watch the clips on the shade room. How about that? I'll give y'all that. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll do that. We'll do little clips. Yeah, we'll just do clips. So um, we don't care what's going on in y'all bedroom for real. Yeah, I don't. I don't. This don't sound very. As actually, it sounds quite boring because I would be pissed off. I can't get over ten. Ten years. years? That's what I'm saying. It's like dang. Yeah. Like so, you mean to tell me the head? And that's the thing. Like, cause I've I've had guys that were like trash, like penetration wise, right. and then just trash orally. Or I've also learned that when guys talk a lot about giving oral nine out of 10 times, they're, you know, lacking in the other department. But I just couldn't see myself just pretending to like it for 10 years. Like, I mean, the first time I might be like, all right, maybe, depending on how bad it was. Second time, uh-uh, we got to have a whole conversation because you can't be the only one busted. Yeah, nigga, what? You just can't. Yeah, that that we maybe got the kids? first time around, but not the second time. No. How many kids they got? I think oh, they yeah. got like two or three. I know, I know it's at least two. Yeah, they got that has to be bad because it's always the ones that can't mm, that always want to mm. like that'd be the worst part. It's always <laughs> the ones that's trash that want it the most. So you mean to tell me you just out here busting left and right and you is horrible? And you ain't giving me nigga. Yeah, uh-uh, I'll never forget. There was this guy when I first moved to New York. There was this dude that I was talking to, and mm-hmm. this was like right around the time, like right after me and the my situation had ended. Um, I ended up talking to this dude, and I met. He was fun, typical New York Bronx dude, fine as I don't know what. I'm like, ooh, I'm ready, man. Listen, <laughs> he was talking such a good game. And when it was time, and I'm not going to hold you, like where you said, I came about the whole, you don't want to hurt somebody's ego or self-esteem. I didn't tell him. I just ducked him from there on out. Like, I didn't want to tell him because he was fine <laughs> and he was mad cool. Like, he really was. He's, And we're still friends to this day. Like, I call him for anything. Like, can you come put a TV up for us? He'll come. Like, mad cool. Like, really, really cool. But I just started ducking him because I didn't want to hurt his ego. But it was so bad to where I was just like, never again. never good so i get the whole not wanting to hurt someone's feelings but if i'm gonna be married to you though it ain't no hurting feelings because it's right it's you gonna have to we gonna have to figure this out because you can't be the only one that's getting yours and then you got the audacity to be cheating who cheating with this man Exactly. If he can't even satisfy you, like I would have been like, well, go ahead and cheat then. <laughs> yeah, I bet she don't care. Why are you she mad? Didn't, she, didn't, she didn't want to use dildos anyway, so she said, go ahead. <laughs> but she may have if she was walking him around on leashes, she might he be was. in his yeah. kinks. That's what I'm saying. If she walking this man around as if he is an animal, that's animal play. So it is. That must be animal play. Sense. Exactly. I guarantee yeah. you she was experimenting with other things in that back door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I heard about that too. Mm-hmm. Best believe she was. Forced buying all that. Best believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we will definitely have to reconvene on DJ Envy in that situation. I'm sure there'll be some more details coming out real soon. So another topic we definitely got to cover is this Hassan Campbell and this Whack 100 Nipsey Hustle situation. So if you guys do not know, um, Hassan Campbell put out a secret recording of Whack 100 off the record, pretty much said that he has been fighting behind the scenes to keep Nipsey Hustle's alleged sexual tapes off the internet 
and he was also extorted Nipsey before he died uh, about those tapes. So we're going to play a little bit of this, and then we're going to come right back. You can not kill by a girl on this i did a video actually on this earlier so i did speak my piece but now that y'all have seen this short clip do y'all have any immediate reactions i had a question did he say that that nipsey was paying people to screw his girl like on some cuckold yes he did you talking about lauren london yeah he got more than one baby mama though right yeah he got more than one baby mother yeah he so does could have been any of the baby moms yeah Ooh, child. I this feel is... like it's whack because the man ain't here to defend himself. Yeah, that's why I'm like, this is heavy because he's not even here is, to defend himself. Dead. Like, yeah, why let that man sleep. Like, why are we speaking on that nigga's sex life? You know what I mean? And I mean, he's dead, but is he really dead? What you mean, is he really dead? I mean, is this maybe I'm going too far. I'm going too far. <laughs> I'm going too far down the um the, the conspiracy but, okay, so yeah, you, you know, like still alive. He's dead. He's dead in this world, but you know. Oh, okay. The I get thing it. about it is, Wack One Hundred was trying to keep this under wraps, and ironically, he's the dude that kind of outed Nipsey post death. So, how do y'all feel about that? Because it's like sounds like he was trying to keep this on the hush, but Hassan Campbell was secretly recording him. Well, why was he talking about this with Hassan Campbell? That's kind of what my question is. How did the conversation come up with Hassan? Because, like, why were they talking about this man's sex life and who he who he was sleeping with, whether they was men or not? Why? How did that conversation come up? 
That's yeah, the question. It's a very random ass conversation to have. Yeah, about a dead man on top. And of then, that, right? and then to the point, to the level where, you know, because they must have been talking about it long enough where he was able to pull his phone out and start recording it. So yeah. what the fuck was y'all talking about? Like what? They was probably talking. You... They was probably talking, you know, about some behind the scenes shit because you know they just met up and did a podcast, and you know, they. Mm-hmm. They were probably having some street talk, probably you know they but niggas always talking about Nipsey though, like on Clubhouse. Yeah. So he probably was just cutting the shit off camera, thinking, you know, him Hassan cool now and he can divulge certain information because we're gonna be working together. But this nigga Hassan was assassin and he was like, Oh, <laughs> I'ma see what you do. So yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. Hassan ain't shit. But um, yeah, he's he, he either. so you know it's crazy that he had to deal with dudes, you know, getting paid a million dollars to be quiet or not put out tapes and stuff like that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's wild. Like, but that's the kind of shit. Like, it's it's not like this is if if this is true about Nipsey. Okay, it's not like this is unheard of. Like we all know by now. That this is what's going on in the music industry. Yeah, a lot of them undercover and doing experiments. A lot of these niggas is doing this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So they kind of whack for putting that shit out there because what is the point now at uh, at this point? First of all, like I said, the man is dead. Second of all, even if he wasn't, niggas is coming out left and right about their sexuality. So what what difference really would it make? You know what I mean? The man still put out good music. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know what I mean, right? Like, and it's not going to change anybody's love for him. Like I mean, at the end of the day, like, but he didn't give no love when he was alive anyway, though. For real, exactly. For real. Didn't I didn't actually, know who he was until he was dead. Exactly. Honest. That's what I was about to say. I didn't know who he was outside of being Lord London's husband. And you know, I had listened to a, a little bit of his music, but never. I was never a diehard Nipsey Hustle fan. I just knew who he was because of Lauren London, because I like Lauren, but. Yeah, like it's mad corny because it's like he's literally not here to defend himself. Like he can't say if any of this is true it's or true false. Or not. He's not here to like he can't speak up for himself. The man is in the ground. So I do think right. that that's mad whack. Like why like wait till he did? Hassan Campbell. The thing about him is he just he do stuff for clicks and views. Like that's just what he does. Everybody just kind of knows that about Hassan Campbell. So this kind of behavior from Hassan. I guess is expected, but at the end of the day, like niggas got to stop coming for niggas over their sexuality because this is becoming a dangerous game that niggas is playing, you know? And, um, you know, I really think if this nigga really, if this is true and this is factual, it's not going to make a difference in how people feel about them. So what's Mm -hmm. the point of continuing to do that? That's starting to make these niggas that's doing stuff like that. It's making y'all look crazy. Like, what are you hiding that that's on your mind? You feel me? For real, like, what are you hiding? Why Why? Do you, why is that even on your mind? Mm. This man's well, sexuality. Well, yeah, you know, and, and it makes me think of, like, that one scripture that says that there is nothing hidden that will not be brought out mm-hmm. into the open and everything that is concealed or known will be brought out and made known to all. So it's like, I'm looking at it like, Nipsey was trying too hard to maintain a certain image because it wouldn't be news if he was like just keeping it a thousand. But it's like right. it's news now because he kept up a certain image while he was alive. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's, 
but it, isn't that part of the problem? Like a lot of a lot of men are keeping up a certain image because this is the reality they would get if they were to tell it. Do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? So of course he kept up that image because look at how he would have been treated in real life. In life. You know what I mean? Right. If he had been like that. Right. He did exactly. when he doing it. So that's how they acted like, with him with that Right. Can a man. What do y'all think the reaction would have been? It would have been crazy. He would have denied, like yeah, denied it. He would have denied it. Yeah. He would have denied it. He would have hardcore said they lying, whatever. He would have punched a couple niggas in the mouth. A couple niggas might have got shot. <laughs> exactly. It would have just been, it would have been, I don't think he would have ever came out and admitted it. But on some G, though, the whole pain, the cuckold thing, that's actually more common than people realize. Like that cuckold stuff is real. People really be into that. And it's more people than what you would think. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's like, like especially in Hollywood, like especially over there in, in Cali, like when niggas is in the industry and stuff, and especially mm -hmm. when they're getting their foot in there and they start having them big videos and all that. Like I'm telling it's a you, different like, than having an orgy. It's the same exactly. difference. It's literally the same difference. Cause you're still watching your mate have sex with someone else. But yeah, the that fact that he was paying people to come do his wife, it kind of make you wonder, though, like, was he a cut cold? Was he just not able to please the shorty? He got like, alleged he tapes. Like he wasn't able to please her. There are alleged mm -hmm. tapes out there, so. He was a nice-looking brother. I don't give a fuck with nobody. I don't care. He, he was. Nipsey is fine. He sure was. And I, I looked at the print a couple times. It didn't look like he had a problem <laughs> in that area, so. <laughs> Don't look like he had that problem, but DJ uh, DJ Envy uh, don't either because DJ Envy find his hell. I think he find his hell. I think he's cute too, but he's not be seeing it. I heard them. I was like, well, after I saw him on that leash, girl, I lost all respect for DJ Envy after that. I was just like, hmm. And now I know he ain't gave her an orgasm in ten years. I'm like, Lord, this is bad, bro. <laughs> this is so. Bad. So, yeah, it's really getting bad out here. And speaking of bad, it's getting bad for Umar Johnson. Finally, uh, we have some news from the Department of State. They have announced some disciplinary actions against charitable, quote, organizations. And guess who made the docket? Mm -hmm. Guess who made the docket? Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey, RBG <laughs> Leadership Academy, P.O. Box 9634, Wilmington, to Delaware, what died? Eight zero died. Uh, Secretary Chapman noted that all of these organizations may no longer solicit donations or co conduct fundraising activities until they have come into compliance. So <laughs> what do you guys think about this cease and desist order that uh, has been sent out to Umar Johnson's FDMG Academy? Any thoughts? Well, <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I can't really speak on it because I don't know much about Umar. I'm kind of learning a little bit from like, you know, coming over to y'all sector. So I'll sit and I will listen on this one because I don't really know too much and I don't like to speak on things I don't know about. <laughs> All I can say is hit the cash app. <laughs> You better run them donations. Run them donation. No, listen, don't run no donations. Don't get involved in this Ponzi scheme before you be locked the fuck up along. No, no. Don't send nothing to the P.O. box. Don't send nothing to the Cash App. Dollar sign FDM. No, none of that. Don't yes. send no money. All right, T. Pri, I got a question for all of my Umar people out there. Maybe y'all know this. 
So I remember Umar had to refile his um, nonprofit, remember, because the mm -hmm. first time he missed the, the tax forms that he had to file. So he refiled them in Delaware. So is this saying that his old company can't receive charitable donations or is it saying that the new one that he filed is or both? Do you know? Well, I'm not sure. What I was thinking was because he lives in Harrisburg or he lives in that area, that's probably why that county probably filed against him. Um, because the school is not in Pennsylvania. It's in Delaware for sure. But he probably registered it in Pennsylvania up in yeah. Harrisburg because he right. lives in the Harrisburg area for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, Listen. And if he and if he wasn't using that old one anyway, I don't think they would have issued the cease and desist, right? I mean, exactly because it wouldn't sense. have Pennsylvania wouldn't have been able to. So, I'm thinking that he has the business registered in Pennsylvania, and so that's why they're like, nah. Clearly, he has not filed paperwork properly with the charitable organizations, um, which means that tax returns probably came back and the IRS is like you know right. I mean? it's, yeah something ain't right so I'm not I don't know exactly what's going to happen here but I know anybody y'all better stop sending donations if they are he better not be on video asking for that dollar sign FDMG because that's a problem yeah and you know at this point they said you need to cease and desist and so usually when you get a cease and desist that lets you know that any if you violate that they are already planning to take some action against you or they're waiting to see what you're going to do and they're going to hem you up so at this point umar doesn't need to ask for any more money um so what do you think he's going to do i mean like how is he going to function and support himself if i he wonder if he's going to read I wonder if he's going to like change the name and file it in Delaware. Because if that's the case, he can probably get around that. Because Pennsylvania and Delaware are not the same. And Delaware laws are much more lax. Got you. Okay, so you think he's going to do what he did the last time and just... Yeah, remember when he had changed? Because I think he's changed this a couple of times because it used to be Frederick Douglass Academy and then it was Frederick Douglass, Frederick something, and now it's, it's it's been a couple of things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he immediately changes the name, has a whole new name filed in Delaware tomorrow. <laughs> so... This is the act that he is not in compliance with. It's called the Solicitation of Funds for Charitable Purposes Act. Um, it came out in 1991. And essentially what it says is it is going to be monitoring fundraising costs. It's, it has a duty to monitor any person granted tax-exempt status under Section 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code of 1986. So if you're not in compliance with this statute from a state perspective, it's letting me know that you're not in compliance with the IRS, pretty much. So exactly. you're not in compliance with the IRS. And now the state is, you know, they have two options. They can either wait for him to give them the records that they want, or they may say, you know, you're doing some type of tax evasion or some type of conspiracy to evade taxes or something like that. So, yeah, this could be a sign that uh, Umar's gravy train might be running out. So it, it is questionable about the... Um 
Like where, what, if he's not able to show, cause clearly he has not been able to show the IRS that these donations are actually somewhere in like a charitable account or it's registered under this, you know, where is this money? Where are these donations going? Cause he's been collecting donations for a long time. Exactly. A exactly. long time. Even after he purchased the school, even after he claims he bought this HVAC system, even after like all of this stuff, where's the rest of the donations if the IRS doesn't know where the damn donations are? Like what's going on here, Umar? Yeah, and you know, now the IRS is starting to do a lot more tax reporting with Cash App. And so for a long time, he may have been able to kind of get under the radar with that FDMG school stuff, but now it's like, nah, they're about to go look and see exactly how much you got every single year and if it don't match what you telling the irs you're going to jail bro well so he this messed might... that up. there's a guy named um uh pocket watching with jt right he had did a video shout out to him and make a change because make a change and um pocket watching with jt they both did a video on this um it was about umar's tax returns i think he did either last year or the year before or something like that either way the numbers were not adding up because he was telling the IRS that he hasn't received any donations at all. It was like zero money. Yeah, and I was like, "What? Like, who am I about to go to jail?" Lying like he this. also when he didn't get that tax information right for the previous nonprofit that put mm -hmm. him on the radar for this one. That's so it's like exactly. all he did was change the name and then just go to you know keep doing business as usual, but. They're going to say, oh, well, this nonprofit filed a form that said you only had less than $50,000 in donations, but your cash app says, you know, you got over 100000 So, yeah, he he's really hemmed himself up fucking with the IRS. That's not something you ever want to do. So, And see, cash app now has changed their thing, too. If you make over a certain amount of money in cash app, they send you a 1098. Like, I'm um, a 1099. They send you one for... Um, for tax purposes. So it acts like as if it's an account. And if you make a certain amount of money on Cash App, you they gotta sure like, do, because I know yeah. I got one this year. Yes. <laughs> and they, I was shocked. You, yeah, know. they will send that. And people were calling the bank like, yo, what, what is going on? And I'm like, honey, if you send them, you need to go open up that business Cash App because, you know, that is going to pay off in the long run. Because, yeah, people are collecting money on Cash App and they thought they could get away with that shit. Yeah, they caught on to that. They caught on to that. So that's probably what hemmed him up is that Cash App thing, too. Imagine what his Cash App numbers are, yo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Imagine what the... I, I wonder if that's public information. Imagine what the IRS... Like, how much Cash App reported to the IRS. That's what it is, guys. I bet you Cash App started reporting how much money he's actually making. But they got that, they reported that to the IRS. And then what he put on the IRS tax forms is probably totally different. Yeah. So this is the official document. We actually have this dated and stamped from March 4, 2022. So this has been in effect for a minute now. I haven't heard him speak on it or even appeal it which is interesting. And so essentially what it says is that this is a cease and desist order. And that's, it says that Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey 
Leadership Academy, P.O. Box 9634, Wilmington, Delaware, is not registered with the Department of State's Bureau of Corporations and Charitable Organizations and or has failed to submit all requested documentation to the Department of State, the Bureau of Corporations and Charitable Organizations, or the, the Bureau of Enforcement and Investigation. In accordance with the Pennsylvania Solicitation of Funds for Charitable Purposes Act, we hereby ordered Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey RBG Leadership Academy to immediately cease and desist from soliciting contributions on behalf of or as a charitable organization or conducting any services of a professional fundraising council in Pennsylvania until such time as it provides the Department of State etc all the documents they want respondent may also be subject to formal administrative action which could result in the imposition of administrative fees up to a thousand dollars per violation of the act plus an additional penalty of a hundred dollars per day for each day the violation continues so there so, we go from any time that he has solicited donations for fdmg school from the date of this order till today that is a violation, and he is subject to a $100 per day fine, plus $1,000 per violation. Woo! Yeah. Nigga better fucking get off of YouTube. How about that? <laughs> he need to not go live anymore. He was just live the other day, all day. He like, better stay all, all the way. That King Kong Consciousness channel needs to remove all videos. But I'm sure yeah. Lennon and them already got a copy of it. But hey, oh yeah, that's the Mars That's so. What do you think call. about what do you think? And this the last part. I guess we can wrap up with this question. So, what do you think about the fact that it says that he has failed to submit all requested documentation to uh, the Department of State and also or the Bureau of Enforcement and Investigation? So, when we talk about the Bureau of Enforcement and Investigation. Is that a sign that he may potentially be under investigation and they no, have certain paperwork? No, that's just that that's a department that he has to be in compliance with in order to remain out of investigation. So they could start investigating him because he hasn't put those put the proper paperwork in place. But in actuality, I'm thinking what happened is because he kind of gave us a glimpse into this last year. When he when he ran into that tax problem um, with the school, remember that he had owed like it was like almost a million dollars in taxes or some shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, was, it was I forgot how much it was. But anyway, apparently I don't know if he got it paid or what he got, but he still had the school. But everybody started looking at him funny. So I think what it is, and I'm gonna tell you guys what I really think. I have a strong intuition about this. I really think it was how many cash apps he has received in the past year right and how now cash app is giving the irs a report of that and so they send a report to him they send every when they send him a 1099 they send the irs a copy of that too so the irs is aware of, of how much he has been making on cash app and with his dumb ass not being aware of how this shit is working and not realizing that the IRS knows now, he never told them how much he made in cash apps. And so he also never registered the, um, the business uh, with the charitable organizations in Pennsylvania. 
And so now he's in hot water with them. But so that's when they what he, he didn't. Up. So when they he, say he, he didn't register, if they say he didn't register, are you saying that you have to like refile every year? Yeah, he has to file taxes every year on his on his charitable organization. Do you understand what I'm saying? The deadline was five days ago. Gotcha. So he now this is all coming to fruition because he probably filed all early early on, and they caught on to it in March, and they put a cease and desist on on that ass. Like, no, you're not collecting nothing else. Because we know how much you're getting, and you're not telling us how much you're getting. Now we need this this paperwork, that paperwork. We need this, we need that, and we need you to prove all of that. It's probably his bank accounts and everything. About to get, um, but the IRS is full of it, though, too, though, because I found it very interesting that when I filed my taxes this year, mind you, this year was the biggest refund that I've ever gotten because of that additional child tax credit thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't claim it like during when they were giving it out during the pandemic, we waited to get ours. Right. Right. So I went to file mine this year. Mind you, I ended up verifying my identity and stuff. I did that like back in January. I verified my identity when I filed, you know, when I started my IRS stuff. So then I get a letter talking about something. We need you to re-verify your identity. Da -da 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 -da. You got to call this number or you got to go to the website. I go to the website, can't verify my identity on the website, not allowed to. I call the number. You know what the number does? It hangs up. You can't even get through to these clowns. Right. Then I call the number. Then it's like, well, if you can't do that, call this number to get an in-person appointment down in Midtown. Cool. I call that number. That number hangs up. Then I call the advocates for the IRS. You know how they have the little advocates if you can't get help with the IRS stuff. And all I need is just to verify my identity. Couldn't even do that. So I think personally, the IRS is fraud themselves because it's like they want us to do all this stuff and give us all these taxes and do all this stuff. But when it's time to get our money, they get to play with us. They get to run us through hoops. They get to run us through loops. I found my taxes months ago. I still ain't got them hoes because why? I can't even verify my identity. But I didn't need to verify my identity for them to take my money out my checks. Yeah, but in your so, case, like you're like actually... No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I just feel like the IRS is frauds themselves. It's like, you that. guys want us <laughs> to report every penny that we make, but when it's time for us to collect what y'all owe us, y'all give us the runaround. Oh, yeah, so that's like, I just think it's full of shit. Like, granted, I don't really know the Umar situation and what he did and how he's been doing it, but I kind of feel like, listen, get your money, black man, because these people, because <laughs> the IRS got me messed up. I'm for real. I was ready. I told my babe, I said, I'm about to file, uh, I'm about to file exempt. <laughs> Won't take nothing else. Right. It is. The thing about it is, it's like with Umar, this has been an ongoing situation where he's been collecting money, but he doesn't have anything to show for it. And so it's like he doesn't even do basic stuff. Like, if you're going to collect donations, you know, be tax exempt, you're going to have to file that paperwork every year. According right. To so it's like so, us collect the money for the podcast and then we never produce any episodes. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you want to maintain a non- Eventually, you want to maintain we a tax yes, exempt status. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you didn't think you were going to get caught, bro? Like, how long did you think you were going to be able to collect how all of this money? He's been collecting donations for that school since, all, all I'm going to say is this. 
I know he started talking about the school. He wasn't talking about that building, that like the FDMG building, but he was talking about opening the school back in 2009. Yeah. Still don't have a school. He has the building. But he but don't no. have a school. No. Oh yeah, well that's a problem. Well, I mean, it's been over 10 years. Well, he's been collecting years. like He's been he started off collecting um like PayPal's and PayPal ended up uh stopping him and then um he started collecting cash apps. He's been collecting cash apps for several years now. But the thing is is cash app just changed like the IRS just changed up that shit with cash app. So now if you make over a certain amount, I think it's like 600 like any other bank. Yeah, it's like 5 600, yeah, something yeah, like that. So if you yeah. make over that you cash up, you gotta you get in the 1099 and uh, you gotta report that to the IRS because the IRS what people don't understand about the IRS is that when you go to do your tax returns, they already know what your taxes are. They already know how much you've made and how much you've done. They just waiting for you to file the paperwork. I don't know why they do that, but they do. And so um, yeah, if you lie on it, they already gonna know you lying. They might even wait years before they tell you about it, but they they know you lying. Exactly. Um, I'm like, I don't understand, you know, the logic here, but I don't think Umar's in a space where he's even thinking. I think he just think about survival, how to get his money. He's actually going to be here in uh, Highland Park, which is right outside Detroit, like four days. And I'm just like, bruh, I kind of want to go there and just observe him for a minute. But uh, he, I mean, at this point, he's kind of out of options. Like, He's out of options, so he can either stop asking for the cash apps and be broke, or he can continue to risk it and get fines and possibly go to jail. So, I mean, in his mind, I guess he think he's like invincible and he's not ever going to jail. So, hey, more power to the nigga. <laughs> yeah, and more people still giving to this guy, knowing that he's doing this. Like people still Most donating. People still donate to him, but most people don't really donate. Like the donations that he used to get, like he used to get hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like he used to get celebrities donating to him and all types of stuff. And then, you know, like he wasn't putting forth anything from the donations. So people, the donations really have dried up. I will say that the AFWs, Lennon Honor, and many of them, anti-Afro and all of them, they had a lot to do with why he's not, you know, doing as well as he used to either. I have to say, I have to hand them that. But, you know, they, they took it a little far. But, <laughs> but either way, I mean, there is a lot of stuff with, with Umar, you know, that's that's very questionable. And he's been out here doing this for a long time. And I don't know, this might be, in fact, you know, uh, you know, him paying the piper finally. I, I don't know. I mean, but that's always going to happen inevitably. You know what I mean? When you do dirt, dirt always come back. I mean, that's it just always follows. Yeah, yep. it may not happen right away, but best believe. Mm, I ain't going to hold you. I did something I knew I ain't had no business doing, y'all. I really mm. did. And I knew I ain't had no business doing it, but I did it anyway. When that full circle hit me, <laughs> I was like, you well, know. you know what this is from? Yep, I knew exactly. I was like, you know what? I couldn't even be mad because I was like, I knew I ain't had no business doing what I did. And now look right. at me looking dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it happens, always. 
And I think um, for him being, I think he's approaching 50. And I know by 50, you know, that's like the seventh sep septenary year. Like it's where Saturn, that's when Saturn is really strong. And so I'm like, yeah, that's, you're going to be getting a lot of karma once you start getting up in the 50. So yeah, Umar, you didn't set yourself up for a happy ending. Uh, you don't got a wife to, you know, cover up something for you. You don't got nothing. You just got you. So I don't think Umar is going to take it seriously. I think he's going to keep doing him and then he might get hemmed up. So that's how I, I understood why people make it big, quote unquote, if you will, and then just fuck up the church's money. You know what I mean? Like, how do you make it big and then just ruin? Like, I just, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I just want to see half of the money that these people be saying because it's like, why are you guys just like, you guys were given an opportunity to do something great? Why fuck it up? I mess it up. Yeah. Because Umar definitely, I mean, if we were to really sit down and calculate the kind of money that Umar has made from donations, listen. He should have a lot more to show. Well over a million. It's well over a couple million dollars. Well over. Well over. So he should definitely have something to show for. Absolutely. Not only, not only have people not only have men already proven that they can open up a school in less time with less money and the school is successful and has been successful for a few years. You see what I'm saying? Not, not only many of men have done that many of organizations and black people, black organizations have done this. So it's not like this is something brand new. Umar should have been had that school open. And if he hasn't had the school open, he should at least have, like we've had many a conversations back and forth in this sector over that, how Umar should have at least had an online school or something by right now. Yeah, something. You know what I mean? At this something point, it's just theft, right? Theft yeah. by deception. Yeah. So I mean, he really could be facing some time, and that he ain't got nobody to blame but himself. He really don't. Yeah. Um. Gotta love karma. Gotta love goddess. Karma, she do not forget your address. Play, she, you know, my aunt is undefeated, as I always say. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, guys, um, I guess that we covered all of our topics. I think I'm pretty sure we did. Um, yeah, I think did, we got did, everything. Did you guys have anything you wanted to end the podcast with? No, I'm good. I really appreciate always talking to y'all. It's always a pleasure. Just don't be stealing from the store. Don't be stealing from the <laughs> from the government. Make don't sure you steal. tell your man if he's not giving you an orgasm, ladies. Okay, because listen, we're not doing that in 2022. Yes. Ten years. We're not going to 2032. should be illegal. That should be a crime. That should like, be a crime. Somebody should be in jail for this shit. Is it a crime? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to play the Law and Order theme song as we exit. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? One more thing. We need to we, we need to leave people's sexuality out of our shit. Okay. Like whatever the fuck is going on, I don't care who's sleeping with who, who's not, but but also be true to yourself. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if you wasn't and you didn't want everybody to know your business, that's fine. Everybody does not have to know that. And if you feel like you need to be out in people's sexuality, then you need to be questioning yourself. Okay. Right. The only people that need to know your sexuality is the people that you're sleeping with. That you're having sex it. with. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. Especially I if you're a good artist, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
I agree. I agree. So thank you guys for tuning in to Shout in the Void. We will be back very soon. Everybody have a good night. And I'll see you in the next episode. Peace, guys. Good night.